Welcome, welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Battle Tested Podcast, where we like to peel back the layers of somebody living with an addiction. I mean, let's think about it, folks. Stigmas can be an end-all, be-all to a belief system. And ask yourself, where do you currently stand with your belief system today? Have you recently done an assessment and evaluated where you truly are? Maybe even that very identity that you've chosen to adopt wasn't by choice but it anchored onto you from an environmental influence or the persuasive undertones of others. But regardless of how you got there, you have a choice to either live with it or to live without it. Which will you choose? At the end of the day, are you willing to lie down and let life pass you by on its own terms? Or would you rather go to war, learning to discover the deeper potential that lies within, cultivating both physical and emotional intelligence? Your journey is special and it is yours to manifest the life that you choose to live. And don't get me wrong, along the way, you will be greeted with suffering, loss, and other circumstances that have the odds stacked heavily against you. And this is just me speaking the truth, if you haven't already witnessed it firsthand yourself. So sometimes finding the silver lining is difficult to navigate, which leads me into today's topic of discussion. One of the common threads I see come up for recoveries has to do with codependency. So what is codependency? And how can this negatively impact an individual living with an addiction? Simply put, I think this is a reliancy issue. Having to rely on the support of another individual, especially in meeting another individual's need. Codependency becomes really problematic when one person starts taking advantage of another financially or emotionally. This is the opposite of two people operating independently. And it really becomes a mental health issue in the signs that an individual starts portraying. So how do you know whether you're in a codependent relationship or not? Let's look at some of the signs. Have you ever felt like it was difficult identifying your feelings? Has it been difficult making decisions in a relationship? And perhaps for the sake of not wanting to harm an individual and having an honest conversation. Is it difficult communicating in a relationship? Do you value the approval of others more than you value yourself? Do you lack trust in yourself and have poor self-esteem? Let's take a look at self-esteem. It's a complex word, but what does that word start with? Self. And it really becomes this internal issue if we're seeking our self-esteem through other people's eye. And we're not cultivating this on our own. This obsessive need for approval can lead you down the wrong path and develop fears such as abandonment issues. There are some healthy tools that one can utilize to break down a codependent relationship, but it's gonna take work. Have somebody mediate what's not getting said, where you can be genuinely honest about your feelings, knowing that there will be some sort of a compromise. But if you're not in a position to seek out therapy or couples counseling, some of those things cannot be obtained through, say, Medicaid or other resources, and they're not readily available, without paying the piper. There's some other things that you can do that not many consider when they become codependent. Often this brings about a deep sense of isolation. 
and you're only using that individual as your primary means of assurance. So let's take, for example, reconnecting with your friends and family, being able to send out an email to somebody that you may have distanced yourself from and rebuild these relationships. This can also give you some credible insight from other individuals who care about you in regards to widening your perspective. So one thing you truly want to avoid is enabling factors because that's an unhealthy sign. It's a huge red flag. What I mean by that is certain behaviors that are used to ease relationship tension, usually revolving around a partner's problematic habits. This can in turn perpetuate a vicious cycle, whether you're bailing an individual out from their jail problems or their financial problems, constantly attending to their every needs, giving them chance after chance, ignoring issues, nobody's talking about the big elephant in the room, accepting the excuses that are happening. For all you empathic individuals with such huge hearts that want to try to fix every problem and see the best out of every individual, this really speaks more to those in a codependent relationship that are being used, not so much those who are using an individual. But if any of these signs are coming up with your partner in your relationship that are drawing up these red flags, if any of this sounds familiar, you should caution yourself. Reel back and evaluate why you feel this way, whether it be about the person, whether it be about yourself. Majority of the time, it comes down to dealing with some emotional traumas from the past that have been repressed. That's why some research out there based on codependency really leans towards this becoming a mental health disorder. I think all relationships are work, and it's a matter of give and take. So one of the best analogies that was ever given to me was from my wildland firefighter crew boss. This was one of my last fires with the crew, and my crew boss had just recently gone through a divorce. And he was dealing with coping factors, hoping that psychotropics would help numb some of the emotions that he was feeling. But he laid out an analogy for me. So I was curious about what led to that separation. What was his recognition of what may have been the cause to that relationship failing? Because I too was in a relationship that I felt was failing at that time. And the analogy that was given to me still sticks with me today. And he turns and he says to me, Thomas, relationships at work. And I look at relationships a lot like a bank account. You could only make so many withdrawals before you have to start maintaining your balance and making deposits. So this very simplistic analogy put a lot of things in perspective and caused me to question my own relationships on how many deposits I was making and how many withdrawals I was taking. Once I got a perspective of this, it allowed me to open up to the idea of the big decisions that needed to be made around having boundaries, knowing my value, knowing my worth, and moving forward in my own best interest. But I see this as an active struggle in somebody living with an addiction every day, of wanting to revert to something that's easy, something that they're anchored to, of wanting to help people too much, even though they still have a lot of work to do by helping themselves. There's going to be plenty of givers, and I love you givers out there, but there's going to be more takers, more willing to take from you everything that is good in you and that is pure and break it down and destroy it. So if you haven't done so already and you're experiencing some codependent issues within a relationship, do a self-evaluation and see exactly how many deposits you're making and how many withdrawals are being taken from your account because you count at the end of the day. And that's what's most important. 
In order to be successful in living with an addiction, we have to make the tough choices. We gotta get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We gotta express ourselves honestly and set healthy boundaries to the things we feel do not serve us. For me personally, it's taken nearly 40 years for me to get into therapy. I'm still actively involved in therapy. I have found so much value in the therapeutic process of just having that confidant, being able to have a sounding board to process my thoughts and throw them up against the wall, get some feedback on how I'm feeling and react into some of the emotions that are going on inside of my mind. That displays very differently if we can't process it. We hit this fight or flight response, and especially for anybody who suffers from PTSD. So I just want everybody to be aware of the relationships that they choose to get in, involved in. In the same sense, as you start to develop healthy boundaries, I want you to be able to express your authentic self and be honest with those around you. Be receptive to the frequencies and the energies and all the opportunities that are ahead. And if there's one thing that you do first thing when you get up in the morning, I want you to look in the mirror and state with conviction, I love you and project that as your intention to go through whatever battle you have going on in that day and know that you will face it fiercely knowing that you will conquer any challenge because you have been battle tested because you're ready to take charge of your life to manifest your own destiny it all starts with you but there are so many waiting in the trenches with you to link arms and take this battle forward you are not alone and you have the power to live this incredible life that you deserve so go out there and change the world around you because your voice matters because you matter and you truly make a difference and until next time my friends be kind to one another. Okay. Oh.